from now until we get into heaven, we're going to fall short on a day in and doubt basis. We're going to need the blood of Jesus to cover us in the grace of Jesus to reconcile us back to him. This is The Uncomfortable Truth. Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. We are glad to have you this morning. Let's talk a little bit about school drop-off lines. Not pickup, just (laughs) drop-off lines. How do you feel about them? (laughs) First day back after fall break. Fall break, which we had six six school days off. Well, that I, that's I mean I understand it, but I don't understand it. Why is it that? So does it just everybody want to take their kids to school after on the on the first week of any comeback day? I guess that's what it feels like. Traffic was horrendous no, today. No, no matter what, if it's a comeback day, whether it's the first day of school or mm-hmm. the first week of school or if it's the day after spring break, or if it's the day, it doesn't matter if it's like the day after an in-teacher service day. Like, traffic like is more. going to be horrible. Why do, why do parents, I can't get, psychologically, I, why do parents think they need to bring their kids to school? I just had a week with them. I can't wait to get them back to school. Is that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it seems like you could just throw them on the bus too, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Part of fan. the... <laughs> My goodness. Listeners um, might be like, well, throw your kid on a bus. Yeah. We could. We could do it too, right? You know, I, the reason <laughs> we're going to get into this, because uh, I think it's important. <laughs> the reason we don't put our kids on a bus is because of all the things that they learn on the bus. Right. That's why we don't do it. Now, they learn that stuff at school too. They do. They but do. On the bus, ca- you're forced. captivated for 45 minutes on a bus. And and you are forced to be in the same uh, four walls as Very kids, small that, four walls. kids that are significantly older than you in some cases. They learn. I learned a lot on the bus. Yeah. They learned, there was like an education and everything you probably didn't need to know at that age. There was a pretty darn good fist fight every year of mm-hmm. my life on the bus. Y- yes. Same. I remember one time a guy used his skateboard in the fight. Oh, my goodness. Started smashing this other dude with a skateboard. I believe it, man. Kids get, and that's back in the day. Now now our buses all have air conditioning. Yeah. We, we don't know what that's about. It's a little bit more tension when it's 117 degrees on we, the bus. We didn't even have air conditioning in our, in our um, gymnasium. I believe it, man. <laughs> Part of the problem with this traffic situation, <laughs> this drop-off situation, and why it takes so long, I'm in the high school line. These are the parents that are have done this for a while. Yeah. Dropping my kid off at high school. Junior, it's most, you know, it's freshmen and sophomores getting dropped off. And unfortunately, a lot of juniors and seniors that don't even drive yet. They, they don't want to drive. So they've got their driver's license, and they've had it for it's what we're, like, what the year heck, and a half. man? Or, Yeah. They're 18 years old, don't have a driver's license. And don't care, don't want to drive. No, because mom and dad take them everywhere. They'd much rather not, like, exasperate themselves. What audience? (laughs) What in the world is going on with our society now? I'm telling you, I've had this discussion with our whole family. Anybody who will listen to me about driver's license. My daughter's 15. When she turns 16, she will have a driver's license. And she will be contributing to the family. By taking <laughs> taking the boys to school, taking them to practice sometimes, 
I mean, why not? You raised you should, them. You could go up on on another. I could go up on another another team. I think we could there. go on a few, couldn't we? Yeah, I mean, talk talking about kids contributing to the house. Yes, there are mountains of statistics that show that you have more harmony, more peace. You have kids that grow into uh, contributing adults in society whenever they feel like they have a part of the household chores and the running of the house. Does that make sense? Makes a hundred, makes a lot of sense. It's like like, like so many benefits of, to that. Mountains of data. When your kids have chores, they might not like you for making them do those chores, but wait, do we care if our kids like us? I think a lot of people really care. I think a lot of people care a lot, and I think that's ultimately what the big problem. You want to talk about this today? <laughs> we can. It seems like where it's going. Where I was going to go with that drop-off line is. You have, in the high school, you have two lanes. Where you're dropping off, you're dropping off junior high. That's a one-lane deal. That's right. Here is the, and it's one lane for three miles to get to like, the yeah, one-lane yeah. drop-off. Here's the problem. We have a serious lack of awareness in our society today. High school drop-off is two lanes. There is a strip with sidewalk beside it that... 14 cars can drop off at the same time. You pull in, you pull up two sides, 12, let's say 12 cars. 12 kids could get out of 12 cars. I'm talking about 24 cars. No, that's not what happens. <laughs> two three, kids three get cars. out of two cars. Yes. And then everybody waits to pull up to those two To the spots. very front. Why? <laughs> get you, your kids out the car. Let them walk an extra 50 feet to the front yeah. and keep driving. I couldn't, I could, I almost honk my horn and my horn's loud. You know, those <laughs> F-250 horn, they are loud. And I almost did it because this one in front of me, the one in front of me, there was four people that dropped off in front of them and the one right in front of them didn't drop off. They pulled forward. They still didn't drop off. The one in front of them dropped off and I'm behind them. I already let my he's kid. Fin he's finishing his breakfast in the car. I already dropped my kid <laughs> off like eight cars back. I'm like, get out. And it's like. Uh, he's finishing his And breakfast. that happens in the junior high too. And nobody in the junior high, nobody pulls all the way up to where you can drop them off. No, no, it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, we could keep, we could, we could have a, a single podcast on school drop off. Um, Let's talk about the chores though. You want to open us up in prayer? Yeah. And we'll talk about yeah, kids and feeling like they're contributors. Yeah. Lord, thank you so much for loving us. Uh, Lord, thank you for a Rangers win last night. Uh, the Texas Rangers are going to the World Series, and we're super thankful for that. Lord, we, uh, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for this platform uh, to, to talk about you and spread your name and do some kingdom work for you, Lord. Uh, Lord, I pray that we would be influential. I pray it would be positive light. And uh, Lord, I pray over our families and our friends. I pray over anybody that needs you right now that uh, we could lift them up to you. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. So my brother's been telling me about this app for kids. My kids are 15, 12, and, and 9. Oldest one's a girl. The next two are boys. This app that encourages your kids to do their expected chores, and then what they call them outside of that, 
the gigs around the house that need to be done. I was telling you about this other night. So you're telling me about another one. Too. As we're as you're leading into this and, and you're thinking about this Bible correlation. What's the fifth commandment? Honor. I believe it's father honor and your father and your mother. Yeah. Do we need to confirm that? Let's 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 confirm it. I think it's the fifth. Why don't you look and I'll I'll yeah, keep talking about this this app. So what this what this app does is it has expected things. So like our kids, and we're having a family meeting about this tonight. Really? To go over okay. expectations and then gigs and how this works. So the expectations that we've set up are your room has to be clean. So I don't know if you have any kids yet or if you've had, had kids or if you've been a kid. They're just messy. Kids are messy, <laughs> especially... Well, I'd say especially boys, my daughter's just as messy as my boys are. So they're expected to have their room clean continuously to make their bed, which has never been a rule in our household, but it's about to be just because of the discipline to pick up their stuff. So no, like in common areas, uh, no wrappers left out, no cups left out. The Xbox controller needs to go back in the box where it goes. Um, and to... When meals are finished, rinse the dishes off and put them in the dishwasher. Those are the expectations. The gigs outside of that, they can get paid for. In this app, you they do them. And like taking the trash out is 40 cents is what I have it set up as. That means pulling the trash out of the trash bag, I mean out of the trash container, taking it outside, putting it in the, the big trash can, coming back in, putting a new trash bag in. Then they can take a picture, and then poof, forty cents goes into their account. Okay, that's cool. It's it, you just set it up, and I, you know, you put a certain amount of money in there. They get debit cards as well, and so these debit cards um, are allocated towards their spend account only. There's three accounts. They have a save account, and you designate the percentages yeah. that are going in where save account, spend account, and a give account or share account is what they call it. The only money that they can spend on those debit cards are their spend, spend account. And you also can designate what are those expectations that you have to spend your money for. Do you want to make your kids spend their money on their clothes, their shoes, or is it just fun stuff for them? Whatever those things are, you set all those expectations inside the app. You can even do cool things. You can be as creative as you want to, um, and they give you recommendations one of those that I thought was really cool was prepare family dinner one night a week. It's not mandatory. It's optional, but you can make four bucks if you want to prepare a family dinner. If you want to read a book for 30 minutes a night. So you're teaching the you're teaching your kids um, the value of work. You're teaching your kids the value of, of understanding work and that ultimately – these are things you can do. These are things you don't have to do. Mm -hmm. But if you desire to have money, and if you desire to, and I'm assuming that in this meeting tonight, it will probably be brought up toward the end that if you come to me and you ask for me for money for something that you want to go do. A, a video game. I want to buy a video you game. You want a video game. And you pull up the app and the proof's in the pudding, right? Proof's in the pudding. 
if the if the if there's no money in their share in their uh, spending, spending account, account, then obviously they haven't been taken to the the initiative to do this array of things that you've put at their fingertips yeah. that they can go do because they don't have any money. And so it, the, the proof is in the pudding in most areas of our life, right? <laughs> it absolutely is. And, you know, I think as a parent, you know, you're going to have different levels of how much money your kids can make every week. And that's totally customizable. To, yeah. if, if you don't have much money, drop the values because they, they're not like you're not going to be able to buy on those things anyways. Right. And I, I would counter that to say if you have a ton of money, still don't put it in there. Right. Uh, because I don't think it's it's healthy for our kids to just have access to money. I handed my daughter. This is kind of the catalyst of this. And the, the reason we talk about things is because they're real life experience. I handed my daughter 70 bucks to go somewhere the other day. And I was like, I just handed that over and I didn't really even think about it because I wanted my daughter to have a good time. You know, we want sure. our kids to have and to be able to do things. She is, um, she's not, I wouldn't call her entitled. She doesn't act like that. But I think it could very easily go that way if we continue to do things like that for her. Right. Right. So it was like this moment where like, I just gave her $70. That's not easy to make. No. Absolutely not. And you're like, I can't, I can't continue to do that and raise a child that's going to grow up and understand the value of the, what, what just happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ultimately that was the expectations of money. You and I had a great conversation last week. We were sitting about to go into a Rangers game. And we're just talking about kids and money and expectations and healthy, it, it kind of pivoted to healthy relationships. And the, uh, the app's called Gravy Stack, if you want to look at it. Um, but it pivoted into healthy relationships, healthy relationships with money and healthy relationships with other people. Talk a little bit about what you brought up as far as like, if we give them everything that they want, their next phase of life is getting married, and how, how would that set them up for that? Yeah, I, I think uh, I don't remember the whole conversation, but my, my worry and fear is that I set my future son-in-law up to be, to, to be a failure. Mm. You know, I, I don't want to put these... I don't want my daughter to have these certain expectations of her husband that are falsely founded. They're misunderstood. She, you know, just just because what well, I mean, what if, you know, what if her husband that that, you know, she marries um, has a fantastic job, but he doesn't he's not able to provide the same uh standard of living mm -hmm. that she grew up with, you know, not saying that she grows up with this amazing, but what if it's different? What if it's Lester? Yeah. Is she, is she going to think lesser of him because strictly of his ability to, you know, create this standard of living for his family that isn't up to her expectations, you know, and based on, uh, 
I don't think anybody would do it on purpose, but maybe based on unrealistic expectations. Absolutely. You know, we all know somebody who's married somebody and had a cush life before and married husband or wife expecting to be provided for in that same way unconsciously. That's right. It's and not, that's not, it's hard. It's it, really hard. It is. And at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about, it, it is the fifth commandment, by the way. Okay. You know, it, it says, uh, commandment number five, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Uh, obviously, that's the, the King James version there. Um, honoring our father and mother isn't it's it's funny you know i feel like that's a commandment obviously to our kids to honor their father and mother or to anybody with a father and mother to to honor them uh you may be an adult but you have 85 year old mom and dad and and nothing changes from an honoring my father and mother standpoint but it's interesting to me because we have to teach our kids how to honor us who yeah that's uh you know yeah that is very interesting like they they don't just come out of the womb understanding how to live by that commandment yeah it doesn't happen and and uh, you know it's it's really interesting because we as parents we do for our kids we do and we do and we do and the way that God designed this relationship and the way that God designed us as human beings is we actually love the people more that, that we serve as opposed to the people that are serving us. So we, we, we don't think about this, but we love the people that we serve more than the people who serve us. It's in our nature. It's the way God created us. Okay. And so like, just think about your relationship with your kids. All you do for the most part is make sure you keep them alive. (laughs) It's like, how, how, what do, what do I have to do? Well, you, you give, you create them, you give birth to them. And from that point on, all we've done you know, is, and we continue to do is, is, is be their lifeline in some form or fashion. Yeah. Whether it be keeping them from falling off of a cliff or drowning when they're four yeah, or, or whether it be keeping food on their table, uh, for, for until they can afford to put the food on the table for themselves. Yeah. I mean, and, and what's interesting about that is, the parents, this is, this is interesting. So the parents that do that without pause, they don't think about the things that we're talking about. They don't think about the discipline and instilling the values. The parents that do that without any expectation from their kids, generally their kids are entitled. They don't treat their parents with the respect that mm-hmm. you would think that servantry would would correlate with. You you would think that, oh, well, they're just doing so much for their kids. Their kids should love them more 
You, you would think that. that. That would make sense. It would make sense, but that's not how it works. It's not how it works at all. You know, you, your kids need structure. They mm-hmm. need discipline. And even though they, you're, you're making them take part in contributing to the house, they're going to love you more. Mm. and appreciate that more. It may not be in the immediate moment, no. but in the long term. You're going to have a way more healthy relationship because okay. that's how God designed it to be. He, when, when they feel like they're contributing to the house, they feel more valued. End of story. I can't tell you how excited my boys are about this whole process. Yeah. Miller's a little bit older. We started a little bit too late with her, but she's still going to do it. She's going to do it right? because <laughs> she's about to be driving. She needs some gas money, she, you know, all those things. But they, the boys are super excited, like asking me when they can start doing laundry. <laughs> You're right. I'm like, all right, this it, is awesome. The, the excitement will dissipate. Oh, for sure. And it was, they'll still have to do it. They, exactly. You know, but it's, it's super interesting to me. I was, I, I read, I read an article the other day that was talking about, uh, parents and and their children and how um this guy he pulled up the la like um eviction records oh okay and and he was looking to see over like a five-year time span how many parents have evicted their children from the house Mm. guess how many he found I have no idea. Zero. Oh, wow. Now, he also pulled up during that same time frame how many kids have evicted their parents from the house. Oh, wow. Guess how many he found? I bet it was more than zero. In like less than an hour, he found 11 cases of eviction. Goodness gracious. From kids evicting their parents. Like, what does that tell you? About love, first of all. Yeah. You know, about that 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 relationship that I was talking about. You know, I, I, it's, cr- it's crazy. They weren't trained. They weren't trained. And if, if my kids are entitled, there's, there's only, you, we can't control much in this life, right? Actions, reactions, uh, how we act, how we treat other people. Those are in actions, reactions. A direct correlation here. If my kids are entitled, it is my fault and it is my wife's fault. Both of us together. It's a group effort. Yeah. You cannot blame, I cannot blame anybody else out there. That dang, my kid's just so entitled. No. And we're talking about generations. Like, we're, we're gener- the way we grew up, I'm 40, <laughs> you're 38. Yeah. The way we grew up was totally different. The access to stuff and information when we were 10 years old versus now when our kids are 10 years old is totally different. And you go back one or two generations, two generations ago, your grandpa slept on a dirt floor or lived in a dirt floor house, right? That's right. Uh, actually, my dad. One your generation. dad did. One generation back. One generation. Your my, dad. Until my dad was, uh, I want to say, in his t- a teenager uh, they lived in a two-bedroom house with nine kids, two bedrooms. Two bedrooms nine with kids. nine kids. And there was a shack 
outside a dirt floor shack that had probably four or five beds in it that the oldest boys all slept in. Wow. And it was a dirt floor shack, um, you know, and they they lived that way and until they weren't in that house anymore. Now those kids were not entitled. <laughs> I think you could argue that they had zero entitlement. <laughs> Does your dad talk about all the time of what he didn't have growing up? No. I'm sure it comes up. Yeah, it, uh, it, 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 it comes up. Um, you know, when you think about how somebody's raised and then you think about, you know, their life now, uh, you know, my dad gets tickled to death uh, with, with some of the smaller things that our kids would think, why is he so excited to get that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've got five of those. Right. You yeah. know? <laughs> He's thankful and grateful because of how he grew up. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Man, Isn't it crazy. It is in two generations. So from 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 Addison to to Randy Baker. Yeah. Uh, the the level of just lifestyle standard of living mm-hmm. um, that has changed in that fifty years, yeah. 60, 60 years. That's pretty crazy in you know short you, amount of time. You think about that and you just think like how easy we have it and how much more anxiety and stress are rampant in the world today. It's a it's it a, don't it's a, take stuff to have joy. That's exactly right. Uh yeah, it's it's you you, you better recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, we'll we'll wrap this up. I, I feel like at the end of the day, um honoring your father and mother is 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 dissipating and we really need to take action in making sure that that commandment is being upheld in our homes um, because if it if it's not then this generational separation of of the core values of how we are to raise our kids are just going to continue to just divide and be separated um, you know I, I think that it's it's paramount that we put discipline and instill value uh, of of what it means to have anything to be to to the heck just the privilege to have a, a roof over your head, a roof over your head. Yeah, like that's what my dad would say. He would be like, "Yeah, we we had a dirt floor, but we also had a roof over our head." Gratitude. <laughs> Exactly. Um, that's good enough to close out right there. Remember, love God, love others. Dad, gummit, wrong one again. But we can say that and let Why everything not? you do reflect that. Go kick today in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one. That was the wrong closing out, but <laughs> we're just gonna roll with it. Kick the day in the face. Kick the day in the face. Hit the buttons at the bottom. We'll catch you on the next one.